I'm gonna show y'all a day in the life of a real nigga. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Rain Omega, aka Encyclopedia Brown, BKA Nonsky One, and I am here in the studio with my boy, the Professor, Mr. Delgado. What up, you guys? Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming, man. This thing's been going really well, man. I mean, every, like I was saying, every interview that I've done so far, man, it's like trips down memory lane, man, just re revisiting some good times and, and, I'm really glad that I decided to start doing this, man. So, um, yeah, man, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. How you been, man? Busy. You know, I've been good, but busy. Right on, right on. Uh, yeah, so with that being said, man, um, welcome to episode five of RNS Radio. And uh, uh, based on some constructive criticism from a close friend of mine, we're going to do things a little different today. I'm going to lead y'all into the musical interlude. And uh, first track we're going to hit you with is my boy Aaron Eliyahu song called The Work and we'll be right back Hey son uh, it's so good to hear from you I'm sorry I missed your call but hey give me a call back uh, tomorrow around the same time I should be at home and be able to take your call Blessings. Glad you're doing well. We're doing well too. Bye now. Mm. All the fingers they rest on the thumb. All my savings invested in stock. We connected in silence. Now she naked in my bed. Creative blessings abound. Balance. My religion, the chocolate enchantress. Water and chalice, a portion of heaven. I hope for a family alone. Powerful this journey is on the planet of gods. We dance on the ground, a reason recedes. No more need for amnesia, believe me. The words running to themselves, running to your well being. Now drink the culmination of life, forming a life, forming Elijah. What a beautiful death, the sun rise for me at night. I'm higher, uh. Orion stars shine, show me a sign. Then morph back into Maya, oh my. Words turn into omens for sure. These turn into burdens, I know. My wings turn into birds on the coast. I dream fervent forever in focus. Cigar birth imagination whenever you smoke it. That's every morning. Come heavenly joining, I'll hand you the ointment formula for you, my boy. When we talk about the subtle, I have to use language that's cryptic. Dialogue send you a sign of the zodiac and alignment. Lucy in the sky with diamonds, the vibe is translucent, the sham. Arms and hands, bamboozle the pen Open Pandora, pants open, damn, I'm going bruiser again I'ma use it for this, creative juice, now the music can spread I'ma do this to kiss, out of duty, until a newbie and a new man appear Aaron, what's the dharma you share, or the function you lend us, bewildered I give you poetry, Bhagavan, the sober Dhammapada A transmission, a biological vision that's diabolical with this So obtain the living, don't abstain delicious 
not profane, deliberate, not ordained Your ambivalence to a pagan is visible What a shame, I can feel it Now I'm afraid I'm a villain To the guardians of religion Either Darwin or superstitious My karma covers the pilgrim My army's number a trillion All martyrs, none of them killeth Carnal and superficial None incarnate in my credentials I'm sorry, my nigga, listen I'm starving for some attention I'ma get it At 31, I chose to be a poet What's the real profession in this? They tell me grow up so I can kneel Like perceptions as theirs it's obvious that I got years invested in sweat So why aren't you near financial success? But I am, just watch how it ends My higher ground reunites us in the finite We'll both see the face of fate When we find out face to face with the final What defines us is higher ground Go higher now Hi Aaron, this is Ashley um, I just listened to the work again And I've been trying to get my words together uh, To express to you kind of what I think about it and all I can really say is that it's so rich um, lyrically and with the story and the images and I really feel like there's such a weight to your words that we don't get very much in music now and I'm really proud that you are uncompromisingly staying on the path of the poet and that you've chosen to walk this way. Enough talking, just get fresh and top the bottom of rocking the six step. And the way she's popping and locking is impressive. And just for a small cost, she'll offer and give lessons. So do work with your feet. She says you will learn, just observe as I hit the beat. Yeah, she later told me you got a lot of potential But don't hit them circles up without the proper credentials Get you some props first, give it your all's worth Hitting the floor, back spinning like clockwork If you search for some advanced rhythms to rock to Burn the floor, then dance with it, we got you Whether the ground or alley, dance hall or ballroom Keep drawn to the funky breaks, won't drop the volume People will go nuts for golden glitter gleam It ain't all about the blow up, just always finish clean Devour crews and challenge with styles upon styles and balance Can't count them all cause each rhyme is countless Hit the floor in euphoria, known as a linoleum warrior Pouring your potent doses no one's knowing my formula Rep New Mexico Call the desert home Catch my second breath There's seven left to smoke Yeah Walking beauty with the holy ones Up rock to the rhythm on linoleum Yeah You got it You the only one Hit the drums Till my hands and lungs are going numb Loops is boo We'll see the pandemonium Music booming through the room of podium Second to none Whatever direction you're headed When this record is spun Step to the drum Yeah Six step into the record With finesse and soul Respect to those unknown legends In the treasure trove Let it go Put your body in motion From head to toe And ain't scared to hit that air chair on the elbow bone really miss a beat and always rock authentic this is for the dancers who never got the proper credit when you live it in the moment you can't stop and edit that's why i like going off the head rubber often headed shaping the style but foundation he's laying it down because without the basics you basically drown soundscaping the cadence he's out training for greatness breaking it down created the sacred wild style language and the formations that remained in the pavement and ground from the ancient outdated to the most latest of styles the old crowd's favorites now taking a bow with a child's wild fragrant out making it proud 
yeah Walking beauty with the holy ones Up rock to the rhythm of linoleum Yeah, you got it, you the only one Hit the drums till my hands and lungs are going numb Loopsies blue will soothe the pandemonium Music booming through the room of podium Second to none, whatever direction you're headed When this record is spun, step in the drum From the school of the truest Improving your moves and battling Some do what they do with us And you get the musicality Split the pairs like we share and split the prizes Got the best air flares, but they barely hit the cycles From the ground up like lightning in a storm She known to spit fire, but get nicer on the floor Props to your time Rock when you drop down and melt them Call for begin off count All styles are welcome Peep my freeze, peep my best moves Gotta beat me step two Scenes from between me slept through My feet leap from Neptune Styles wild as ever Better compiled together Better to treasure the now And the now and never A new session soon Step into the groove The tune sets the moves Sweating in my shoes You could rep it, you could prove You're a legend with the moves True lesson through the best that you can do Yeah, rockin' beauty with the holy ones Up rock to the rhythm on linoleum Yeah, you got it, you the only one Hit the drums till my hands and lungs are going numb Moves is groove will soothe the pandemonium Music booming through the room and podium Second to none, whatever direction you're headed When this record is spun, step to the drums said you just listened to my boy Aaron Eliyahu the work and uh, Deaf Eye with Mooksy's Groove uh, man like I say I'm, I'm just trying to get dope music and dope interviews to dope people so much respect to everybody for rocking with me let's get into this interview man uh, so yeah Mr. Delgado <laughs> I must be saying it like that the whole time man my students do yeah do. I'm sure they do Mr. Delgado can I that's so crazy man that you're a math teacher yeah. The man's a low-key genius, y'all. I don't know if you knew that. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, man, let's get uh, let's start at the beginning, man. Let's begin at the beginning. Um, you were born and raised in Las Vegas? I was born and raised in Las Vegas. It's going to be 29 years in April for me here in Vegas. Right Vegas till I die. Man, all day, every day. And um, how'd you get into hip-hop, man, just like in general? My first experience of hip-hop was through my older brother. He was the one who gave me all the music, all the gangster rap that my mom would not let me listen to. <laughs> yeah. You know, and from there we got into graffiti. You know, I feel like everyone at some point in middle school finds out about graffiti in the arts and wants to go throw up their name everywhere. Everywhere. And, and yeah. we did. We were those knuckleheads who would literally put our name everywhere we could and destroy the property. Yeah, man, I was the same Not way, smart. man. Messing up your property, putting markers, stickers, you name it, man. Everything. So how'd you uh, how'd you go from that to break it, man? Again, through my older brother. You know, my older brother knew a lot of the House of Raps, People of the Sun. So that was like my gateway into seeing breaking, real breaking in Vegas for the first time. He used to take me out to Las Vegas Boulevard and break in front of uh, diversity under the travel lodge sign with people of the sun and it was just 
like amazing to me that they were just breaking on the street on Las Vegas Boulevard. It was yeah, dope. Getting it in, man. That that's funny, man. That that name you brought up, man. Um, I mean, of course, House of Reps, man. But people with the sun, uh, people with the sun. Shout out to my boy Busy B, man. Shout out to to all the people with the sun cats. It, they were um, one of my first, like I would say, like safe landing spots in terms of like. You know what I mean? Like Biz used to do the church church practice, and I found out yeah. about that on uh, was it the B Boy World Forum? I don't wow. know if you remember that. I back do in remember the day. that. That was crazy. <laughs> and that was like the first place I ever went, and they was all like real good people, you know, real cool. Um, so that's crazy, man, that, that you brought that up. So shout out to people with the sun, man. Is there? So then you went from uh, breaking on Las Vegas Boulevard or watching breaking. Did you start learning or? Um, yeah, me and my cousin Danny with. Break in our backyard, like on pure concrete, and then we got smart. You know, <laughs> we asked our parents for linoleum, and you know, did the whole nine yards, and we recorded ourselves. We got VHJ, VHJ tapes, tapes of uh, I was just breaking and learning how to windmill. I was just banging our knees and our head and our hips, but we loved it. You know, we were there every weekend, just training, trying to just get good. That's what's up, man. That's. That's back in the day, like, when you wanted it, you had to go get it, man. Um, and you would do it anywhere. Like you say, breaking on the concrete, breaking at the mall, breaking at school, breaking, like... I remember we used to, like... When I was in... Uh, when I first started breaking, we would, like, all meet... Because we all lived on different sides of town. Yeah. So we would all meet, like, downtown Akron. And, like, there was a bus station and a library, and we would just start rocking every day. No. So, yeah, man, uh, Then then I remember... Let's see, you were in, let's talk about RSK. Let's talk about that. Let's get into that. Yeah, my first crew was Rock Skittles crew. Uh, shout out to Stingray and Florock, you know. They really were like my big brothers coming up in the scene. And, you know, like they were the ones who really teach me like foundation and not just do the move, but actually be dope and have style doing it. And... We'd be over at the rec center on Cambridge and like by UNLV and just, <laughs> just trying to put work in, you know? And it was dope. It was good. It was a good start to breaking for me. I loved it. Yeah, man. I think it's, um, I was, I, I was talking about this with Floor Rock and Atien about how not only a positive experience, man, but a good solid structure is very important for like, like yeah. even like you know to flash forward and not get too distracted but you know teaching kids you know like i remember when i first started breaking my boy dre live and f get him gump and like it was like we would do it for fun on our own time but when we went to practice with them or like they were teaching us something it was discipline like we would because my boy dre used to play football so he right. we would do like warm-ups and stretches and like you know like i'm like what the fuck is this man like i didn't come here to play but Moving forward, it made it easier, you know, to, to take it seriously and to have a good understanding of the foundation of the dance and to realize the importance of building from the ground up, man. Yeah, and it takes like-minded people to make something happen. Absolutely, man, absolutely. So how long were you in uh, RSK before you... Um... I guess officially I was probably a year into RSK. And then, you know, some things didn't work out. We were also training over at Tunai with with Jojo. You know, shout, shout out, out to my boy Jojo, you know, man. I gotta get him on here. Right. He threw a lot of jams and there every first Friday and like created like almost like a downtown hip hop mecca 
headquarters. Yeah, man, the studio was, was dope. dope, man. Yeah, it was dope. You know, and then we had different intentions for the crew, so I thought it was best that I just venture out and do my own thing. I remember, um, kind of now that we're talking about it, the time period that that was happening, I remember, like, <laughs> Alfred and them, man, um, damn, he was not a happy camper, man, about that. He used to, they used to give y'all shit, like, Complete. every time. I mean, with... With respect. With respect, yeah. but, you know, like, they just, um, they just... Man, they was just difficult, and we're going to have a little mini commercial break, apparently, because like I was telling him before the show started, every time I try to deviate from my chosen path, man, something weird happens. I tried to pick a new playlist, and this shit was whack, so we're going back to what I know. And with that being said, we're getting back into this. So yeah, man, damn, 2-9, man, I hadn't, man, that was the spot, dude, like, again, like we was just saying, man, thinking about all that, hearing other people's perspectives of the same time periods different significant events pop up and it like it brings shit back to my mind and it's so dope to be able to impart that to other people like because there's so many perspectives in in hip-hop man so and so much happened in vegas during that time period man yeah it's crazy there was tons of jams like tons of practice spots um you know like a lot of beef a lot of beef and not all of it was good beef a lot of it you know so i didn't you know a lot of motherfuckers didn't like each other like legit didn't like each other yeah but um, so yeah, okay. So then I remember you used to come around, not not to the practice, but like before that, when you, like with the shakedowns and like stuff, you would be there with your little baby fro and like. <laughs> yeah, I tried to go to almost every gym I could. You know, I was I just loved the scene, loved the people. You know, it's it's just a good time, just being in a room full of people who are who love the same thing you do. Yeah. You know, and it's good to see that it was growing. I think that was my favorite part that it was growing. Every jam was bigger. Yeah, and we, I mean, we had a period of time there, and I hopefully, hopefully, this is one thing that always used to trip me out, like, once I got to Vegas, and I started to understand a little bit more about Vegas, the culture, history, it always tripped me out that more shit didn't happen in Vegas, like, why is Vegas not a destination for b-boy jams? First of all, it's Vegas, second of all, it's Kraken, and third of all, like, well, it's Vegas, man, everything is here, like, and we had some dope crews here, and we still have dope crews here. You know, to be fair, on the low on the low key tip, a lot of the underground b boys that like was smoking was smoking a lot of niggas at that time. Pardon you know, pardon my language, but no, don't pardon my language. That's how, that's how I talk. I remember just one time, um, we went to I think we was uh, it was either Top Dog or Out for Fame. I forget what jam it was, but uh, Goku was battling, and this is the kind of shit that sticks out of my mind. This Goku was battling. All of Flex Flav by himself in the cypher. And like giving rounds to everybody. And there's a bunch of dudes like Goku in Vegas that nobody knows about. It's just crazy to me. And just go rounds. Yeah, man. So yeah, so we had um we had a lot of shit going on. I'm hoping to eventually round up a lot of uh archival footage of like old jams and like different spots and just kind of make some montages and put some stuff together. But that's later on down the road. So you used to come to the jam with the corny fro. The scene was growing. I, I got it. I can't stop talking. I might even use that as the picture for this thing. But My baby Dell picture. Yeah, baby Dell. And then the, the magic happens. Yeah. It, one time at church practice, Rufio was there. Shout out to Rufio. Roof. <clears throat> and he saw that I was kind of like not really training. So I was like, dude, come with us. We're training at Guillaume's house. This is the address. Be there. 
and I took it as like someone wants to like wants to see me get better wants to train with me so I went and the rest was history from day one they worked me hard sure yeah <laughs> like I thought I was in trouble for some reason how much they worked me I'm glad I got in before that shit started <laughs> and you know this I fell in love with the people you know like, yeah I always like to say now that only Battleborn likes Battleborn. You know, that's why we're all friends. No one really likes us. Yeah. It's, um, I know that, you know, like, moving forward, like, now that we're all getting older, there's a, there's a mutual, like, respect and admiration for people who have done things in their careers. But, like, on a personal level, we all have real specific personality types. And it's like, I'm getting better. I'm growing up. But, um... I know I'm a hard pill to swallow, so... And there's a lot of those in our crew, like Grandpa Guillaume. Oh, my God, the Grouch. The Grouch, Groucho Fury. So, uh, even, you know, like, Roland and, like... um, Just folks. Folks, yeah, he's... Soul, just... Just everyone, honestly. Like, there's there's not one person who's, like, just chill out the whole time. Probably Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark Mark is chill. Yeah, he's just like, it's whatever, fool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, so yeah, then you started training and practicing and entering. And I remember, man, like, early on, too, like, the level of, um... And we talked about this, now, you know, going back to talking about when I was practicing with you and we was going places. But, like, we talked a lot about the level of, like, dedication and um, work ethic and, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, not hunger, but drive. Drive. To always hitting people up. Always making sure there's, like, practice spots. Like, well, we practice here. Let's practice in the closet. We're going to do something. Right. And, man, like, it really really shows in terms of, like... Everyone wanted it. Yeah. If it wasn't one person calling me to train, it was someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's... It's important to not lose that, you know? Like, especially with all the stuff that's going on, like, cats getting older and everything like that. But, um, so, yeah, you got down with Battleborn, started doing doing the most, and then, um, what happened? Like, what, what, like, let's talk about, like, competitive era, you know what I mean? Like, with Battle of the Year and and all this stuff going on. So, So I wasn't even battled in when I went to France. Oh, shit, you wasn't? I was not. I got battled in after, a year after, you know, I was still paying dues, apparently. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but, you know, since since day one, I just wanted to be someone they can depend on and always execute. And that's probably my main focus even now today, that you have to be there and do it right every single time. So, you know, they saw that, you know, and we threw our anniversary and I got battled in and I yeah, went did. outside and threw up and, <laughs> you know, loved every moment of it. Yeah, you did. And everybody was there that everybody day. Everybody there. had some shots that Everybody day. was there. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. Amazing moment in my life. And, you know, then we started training for Battle of the Year. You know, like, it was one of those moments where we were like, we want this. And we're going to do it our own way. Yeah. You know? So we created the show. We started training. And we went out to L.A. And we, um, oh, we battled Squadron. Yeah. Yeah. To... To represent the USA, and the training really began after that. If I, I thought we were already training, but I was just a little taste. Yeah, man, and and that's like, 
I don't know how other people get down. Like, I never really practiced with other crews like that. Like, I went to the church practice, went to a couple places, man. But it's funny, and not even on like a, on like a selfish level, but just like on a like a unified level, how much effort went into the battle of the year prep as far as like even my ass was there and I knew I wasn't going to France like I wasn't even trying to go but I was there most of the time as many practices as I could make them long ass five six hour joints and yeah I mean when we were training for ballet year we were at a Broadway Hall dance studio and that one big room that we loved it was huge at the time and you know rehearsal started at 11 p.m. at night Yep. From 11 to probably 4 a.m. we were training because mm-hmm. that's the only time everyone was available and we made it work. Yeah, it was it was an amazing time of just everyone working for the same goal. Right. And that's yeah, man. And then again, also the results pay off. You know, it's like even though tech, you know, even though the crew didn't win, quote unquote, battle of the year. The, the milestones that were set, like being the first crew on that stage battling for the placement in 10 years. I, tell you, I think it was 10 years. Yeah, because I know 2001 had the coral was the was the crew on the stage. True. And then being the first, you know, U.S. crew since Style Elements to make it to the finals. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's... it's it, was a, it was amazing. Yeah, it's a fucking big deal, you know, man. And I don't want to say, that, like, we deserved it, but I feel like we actually put everything we had into it. You know, we got third in show and second place overall. And, you know, we were just happy, honestly, to just be able to battle and just show who we were. Yeah. And, like, that was, that's, like, to see, you know, the entire crew coming to a consensus and, and taking everything seriously. And even, like, going outside of the scope of what y'all knew as dancers like getting Mukhtar to come in and oh, yeah. and Mukhtar, like Omar Sharif shout Mukhtar. out to my boy Mukhtar man and like but being like you know what we need fresh eyes yeah. we need you know like we could you know like I mean it's it's cool you know pack up and do your thing and go do your own show but it's like it takes a lot of um, humbleness to be like like you said we want to make the best Battleborn show and be the best that we can be going from here to there, man. So, and yeah. I, I mean, like again, like I said, I don't know how a lot of other crews train, man, but that's not something that I see represented on screen when I watch battles and breaking. Like I don't, you don't see that very often. So, yeah, but these days everyone's so talented. Like, man, ugh, it makes me want to stop breaking sometimes. <laughs> I was just talking about that in the chat, man. Somebody had posted a video. It was uh, El Nino and Punisher was battling. And I was like, like, at the time, I mean, I guess at the time, everybody thought Punisher was like the man. And I was like, look at them shady-ass one-hand air flares. Like, they're hella shady. Like, motherfuckers be going, like, from 90-degree angle around now. Back then, he was just basically hopping. And it was groundbreaking at the time. But, but yeah, fucking talent. one-handed air flare to straight to flare and like just strength and just in like crazy uh, inverted or reverse air flares like and like in yeah like inward air flare and what is what you know what i'm glad i'm old man i'm glad i ain't got to try and compete with that shit right so then um life you know what i mean like yeah i mean for me, the whole time I was training for Battle of the Year, I mean, the whole time I met Battleborn, I was in school, I was in college, studying to be 
mathematician, as I like to call it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And I focused on school and focused on dance, and I should have picked one, but I was like, I'm the guy who can do both. Let's do it. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's a full schedule, too. It's like full-time school. You was working, too? Yeah, I was uh, also subbing. Subbing, training. You were teaching salsa at the time, too? Yeah. Competing? I was competing, traveling with Sin City Salseros. Motherfuckers you know, don't know, man. Like With them for 10 years. Like We made amazing things in the salsa scene. Yeah. It was amazing. Good times. That's, man... I wonder, I mean, I always, I wanted to ask too, like, how do you feel, how do you think that, that the, the diversity of your experience in those different areas contributes to like, kind of your approach to life, you know what I mean? Like, well, my approach to life has always has been, if you want something, you have to work hard for it. You know, I'm Mexican, you <laughs> yeah. know, I come from the background of my dad telling me, hey, what are you doing right now? And I ask right now, right now? <laughs> because sometimes his question is like, I need you to help me move the tree from the backyard to the front yard. And I'm like, that's not like an hour thing. Yeah, like that's a... That's like a two-week endeavor. I'm busy. Yeah, I got, I got... I got things to do. I got homework. Right now, right now. <laughs> so, like, for me, it's always been like, I'm very meticulous with my schedule. You know, I, I, I plan things out. If I can show you my planner, it's everything's written in. I know what I'm doing for the next at least two weeks. It's all penciled in. And I just Dang. try to stick to it, you know? Like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's a successful approach to life, man. Like, there is, um, and, you know, if you think about it in, in, like, statistics, you spend 33% of your, most people spend 33 or more percent of their life asleep. Yeah. Like, eight hours. I'm an eight-hour sleep guy. I'm anywhere from three to five. That's nuts. Like, but nuts in a good way, man. Because it's like you say, it's like you got to attack life. You got to be doing, you know, and and it's all for like to push you in a direction that you want to go. If you're not doing shit during your day that's going to support your end result, whatever that end result is, that's, yeah, yeah, it's not a good look, man. But I mean, I'm always looking towards the future, you know, with me and my girl, my girl, like, what are we doing today? Like, right now, right now, let's go do something, you know, because sometimes our life gets crazy, yeah. you know, like, she has a lot going on, I have a lot going on, and I probably won't see her for the next few days, Damn. and, you know, the time we have together, it's like, we want to be together. Right. And y'all been making that thing work for a while, yeah. long time. Eight years. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Happy anniversary, man, that's... Yeah, man, almost as long as I've known you. Shit. Yeah. Just about. That's some stability. Let me see. Um, so, okay, so when did you graduate school? I graduated college in 2016. Okay. Yeah, about four years ago. And then... And then I was a teacher. I couldn't believe someone would give me their kids. <laughs> you yeah, know, man. Like, you're trusting me in teaching the math? Okay, let's figure this thing out. Yeah, straight you know? to school, man. And my first school I taught at was at Western, Western High School. Right. And, you know, it's uh, it's called a Title I school because of low income, and it's just the neighborhood around it isn't that great. Right. You know, and I feel like that's where I want to be anyway. I, I was in those communities, and they need the most help, and I want to help them the most. And then 
now I'm at Clark, Clark High School. Okay. You know, there I'm teaching the academy and the regular kids, and like I just love the diversity there, and you know, and just started my b-boy club this year. The yeah. Academy, and it's just, it's just getting bigger every day. I love it. So it's it's been uh, well received, like people were. Yeah. I mean, we, as the Brigham Academy, did an assembly to get interest anyone who wants to join our club, and it blew up. It was crazy. Like there was so <laughs> much energy, and and we got so hype. I got so hype. I forgot my solo. Like I barely did anything. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm yeah. here. Like boom, and I was like, oh, oh, oh what? Oh man, just do something. How did the, um, I remember that video, man, popping up on Instagram of like, what do the kids do when they find out that their math teacher or their teacher is a B-boy? So like, what, that was like in your first, because you, that was your first year at Clark, right? No, that was actually my third year at Clark. Okay. Yeah. And so then how did, how did that change like the, the dynamic of like kids seeing you in the hallway or like. Yeah, now, now more kids know my name because right now my classroom's in the portable, like outside the building. Okay. So just there's no room inside, just how big we're getting. And so not many people see me, you know, unless I'm in the building, and that's very rare. Yeah. So after the assembly and everything, like, people come out to my portable and say, what's up, <laughs> you know? Or every time in the hallway, I have kids I don't even know say what's up to me, and it's, and it's amazing. Like, amazing how, like, one assembly just opens everyone's eyes to who I was, who I am, actually. And... I don't know if it was because of the assembly or because I'm a really good math teacher, but I got teacher of the month. What? So, shouts out to everyone who boarded for me. Yeah, man, teacher of the month, doing it big. Um, yeah, we talked about that a little bit though before we started recording, and I always do that shit, man. I always like just the conversation get going, and I mean, I got a good like 30 minutes of conversation with Floor Rock, and I'm like, man, turn the fucking mics on. What is all this? But yeah, man, we talked about like how important it is to um to impact kids lives in a positive way or at the very least not in a negative way like if you have to yeah, interact right. with kids just don't fuck them up like right. but you really are kind of like with the breaking academy and you know being a teacher and you know like just your everyday activity in life is like you really are kind of taking that a step above and beyond in terms of like molding minds and making you know like, and I mean, that's really commendable, man. I got to say, I, I really respect that, especially Thank now you. Thank you. being in a position where I like, I don't really work with kids. I just make sure kids don't like kill themselves right. during wreck time. And then, you know, but it's like, I worry about that. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, I don't really remember having any super negative experiences with adults when I was a kid. Thank God. But also, you know, like we talked about like homeless youth and like, it's. It's a real thing. It's most people don't understand if you're in that situation. Like some of the kids tell me things they're not supposed to tell me, you know, and it just it breaks my heart every time. Like I just all, all I want to do is hold you. And if I give you a hug, like I'm already fired. Right. Already it's, fired. It's, so it's like it just it's it's sad sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and there's not much I can do. That's I mean, like with like. Yeah, man. And, it, and like just thinking about that, like with kids having no outlet or having nobody to talk to like you said or having no family or anybody to really care about what happens happens to them like do I, does he live does he die does he learn how to read does he you know what i mean like yeah every summer every christmas break you know it's like well i hope he's okay i hope i hope she's getting food no i hope she's somewhere you know some people 
don't know that these kids sometimes are living in someone's couch. Yeah. You know, and the most food and interaction they get is at school. That's nuts, man. That's like, especially, you know, like I was saying, coming from such a, um, and acceptable upbringing like my upbringing wasn't turbulent you know what i mean like i had my mom was a single parent but i had tons of family everything was cool holidays were nice uh, i always ate on time you know like all that and just to think that there's like i forget the number i was doing some i was doing some research on homelessness in las vegas in general but i think there's something like oh, i can't remember i want to say five thousand it's a large a large a too yeah, large number too of big. kids uh, minors, you know, who just kind of have to fend for themselves, yeah. and that's—I mean—that sets like an uncomfortable precedent for the pattern of the life that they'll probably live forever. Yeah, and as much as it sucks, it's—it's. It's, I hope that when they do make it, it just makes them a better person from everything they've gone through. Yeah, I mean, just making it through adversity and surviving, like. Shit, I'm. I don't have. I got Cadillac problems, man. I got regular like first world problems, and I barely survived most of my days. So like anybody who can like navigate that and become like, I mean, and there's you know there's a number of success stories like that. If you like Steve yeah. Harvey or like yeah. Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry, like just people who like were not supposed to do anything and end up doing something. Like I feel like I'm the not the opposite, but I'm kind of the opposite. Like, adversity doesn't help me grow. Like, if shit gets tough, I'm like, eh. <laughs> So, man, I got to, you know, like, I, I, and as I'm doing all this stuff, I'm starting to learn, like, more about what I want. And, like, I would like to be able to help impact people yeah, more. Give back. Yeah. Whatever it might be. Yeah, somehow. Man, conversation took a heavy turn, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> Um, but, but it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's important to talk about that stuff. So, um, now you're teaching and you're doing the breaking Academy. Yes. Um, you got, what else you got on your plate right now? Um, tutoring, you know, just everyone always needs some tutoring with math. Math is not an easy subject. Man. No, but just like anything, if you sit down and do the work, it's definitely doable. Mm. No one wants to do the work. Do you teach, um... You teach like geom, like some kind of like. This year I teach all algebra one, all oh. all little freshmen. Keeping it simple. Yes. You were teaching some weird like I remember when you were just starting and you was teaching some shit and I was like I don't even know what that is. Yeah, when I started I was teaching like pre calculus was like the highest class I was teaching. Yeah, no, we're good. We're not we're not messing with no numbers like that. Um, but let, I, that's okay. I want to talk about that then. I want to talk. Let's talk about. How you organize and how you balance your planning and your schedule. Like, what? where did that come from, man? Like, how did you, you know, I, I mean, you have a lot of shit to do, but how did you decide that, okay, I'm going to block this out and it's going to be the best thing for me? Um, that really came from my mom. You know, I'm first generation uh, American, first generation college graduate. So it's, it's like when my parents came here, you know, they came on work visas and then eventually uh, they got their citizenship. And so... When they got here, it was like, well, we need to figure out how to not have our kids die, mm. you know, because only my dad was working at the time. There was no jobs in Vegas. This was like 33 years ago, you know, and they were just barely trying to make it. And my mom was the one, oh, she was hustling. You know, I, I can do this and I can do this and I can do that. And 
when I was born, you know, it became just more of a hustle. Well, now I gotta make plans to have someone watch my kid and then I have to go to work and then come back and then go to work again. And it was just, I see her working all the time. So there is, to me, like, I don't know how to take a vacation. Mm. I feel like I'm not doing anything. And so I was doing school when I was younger and I was learning how to play the piano and I was in baseball. And so like, she was like, we're doing this. Then we're eating, then we're doing this and this and this every day. And then we're doing this. So she kind of like laid out the foundation of you, if you plan your day ahead, you can do everything you want. Mm. And I just run with that. I just do it to a greater, <laughs> greater <laughs> a idea. Yeah. Larger scale. Larger scale. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, I mean, again, talking about formative years and talking about kids and how important it is, even like we were just saying about breaking to build a solid foundation for life. And there's so many people who are adults who are like flying by the seat of their pants and trying to figure it out as they go along. And I was like that for a long time. I'm starting to get more like, I can't say I'm like that, but I'm starting to like, you know, I have like a little to-do list every day of like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I I try to think about my day forward. Like, what do I have to do? Like, okay. And then fit that in. And then what do I want to do? Fit that in. And then, you know, you know, so it's, it's. It takes some of the, it takes a lot of the stress off of it, man. It takes it yeah. like, like I know I'm gonna go from here. My boy's gonna pick me up, and I'm gonna go work on my book, you know, because every other Saturday we do that. And like, so you kind of can just relax, even though it's like jam packed. It's not yeah. chaotic. So yeah, y'all organize. Get some planners. Get some calendars, man. Get your shit cracking. Do it like an adult. Um. I want to take a quick break, man. So, um, you know, I got to use the bathroom. Uh, so, yeah, man, we'll, uh, we'll be right back. I'm going to hit you with a couple more tracks here, and um, I'm going to use the bathroom, and then we'll be back. comes to rappers you can't fuck with, I'm one of them. Bring your crew, I'll run a gun at them. You'll die in front of them, sunning them. Simply one and done in them, I'm running them. When it comes to rappers, when reapers killing a ton of them. You rappers can't fuck with my wordplay on my worst day. Your birthday, Earth Day, Friday, the weekend. I'm Monday through Thursday. If you're thinking of fucking one pause, then you must have a death wish. I'm not to mess with, I'll leave you breathless. When you get hit up, sit up, get hit up in the gut, make you spit up your breakfast. I'll lift the text quick, get your pecs hit. Leave your shirt in your chest, rips. Slugs melt on your necklace, bullets into your back, your left ribs, the exits. I'm sprinting this race, you motherfuckers are sitting in place You hitting the weights, but lifting the plates will stop the iron from hitting your face I'm Hannibal Lecter, a get more pussy than an animal shelter It'll be a casualty if you ask for me Got shooters that'll blast for me Casually, actually, I'm doing the blasting If you wanna come with the blast for me For passion me, I'm a blast You need whip like no seatbelt fastening You fascinated when I fast I made it Everybody wonder why I'm mad underrated But I'm glad I'm hated Every move that I make is not calculated There ain't no tracking me It's forgetting on a track and I'm passing me Matter of fact, I'll shout at your back in three So backtrack with your backpack full of whack raps I'm killing everybody on your faculty after the massacre, I'm leaving the bodies out to rot. I got the shoddy in the clock, ready to pop anybody in your block. Coming through with a pump, leave you lumped up, dumpless. I'm dumping the trunk dead. If your crew is pumped up with punk heads, get a hospital room with bunk beds. I've been a factor, you've been a faggot. I've been spin fire, I've been a dragon. Can't imagine anyone flying the pots in the bay, I've been a ladder. Shoot you in the temple, leave you praying in bed. Good day for the K when I'm spraying the lead. I'm in the building, you stay in the shed. So keep your vest down, cause I aim at the head. You could've 
catch your body with a trust fall. Now we're gonna bust y'all and dust y'all. Now we're gonna rush y'all. Now we're gonna crush y'all. Body you know body's leaving nothing but your head like fucking Mount Rushmore. I had to kick it off first and damage y'all early. To finish y'all, I had to bring the savage from New Jersey. You're about to witness a foul vision for the crown that's written, written, bow shitting on cowards, picking at how I'm gifted. Christmas, Hanukkah, this anonymous with hungry hippopotamus. You're anonymous, we don't know you. Like a Yamaha, I'm a produce. I got the keys to the game. Shit is what I get broad bears. Cut the phone off, I proceed with the aim. You ain't know what I'm about. Got clout, I doubt you can clean up the stain. I don't know you like my ex boo. I just know we ain't the same. Shitting on you in this dirty jersey, yeah, you hear me, but we never ever gonna change. Close Oh, I've been grinding perfect time and rhyming while I'm, while I'm smiling and providing knowledge and atomic vomit. If you try to stop it, oh my gosh, you're toxic masculinity. Shut up, you can't mask divinity. Puff, puff, no past, I'm getting green. Get shot, no glass, and Hennessy. Bring it to your front door, fast delivery. Mad you didn't see swag, infinity, hat, toe, chimney. You said you want smoke, but that's all cap. You're literally Steve Rogers. So sick, he should see doctors, bro. Yo, chick to the meat locker, be to eat it. Let me lick the cleat soccer. We just kicked it. With the acknowledgement of my greatness, yeah, clear the way, one, clear the path, this, what you want that matters not what you have, yeah, clear the way, one, clear the path, this, what you want that matters not what you have, stay focused, yeah, stay focused, yeah, you, you just gotta stay focused, yeah, hey, yo, I said stay focused, one day you'll come up, when they discuss who the GOAT is, so wait, you what, according to who, I wanna let you know something that's important to do, Separate what's important from what's important to you You're getting pressed like when I get my CDs done up I had to tell a hater If you see me run up, it's like I'm in a glass elevator You're gonna see me come up, I'm not slowing down I am keeping this pace, nobody benefits from me Not the hater nor the hated And it sounds so formulaic The world you wait just your own Do not share your rage It's not a company with the plan of action for change I've been racking my brain Trying to understand the lies behind material capital game More sold products to make us feel individual but the products themselves are all exactly the same Increased beauty and youthfulness with a purchase is just ludicrous Selling the idea of standing out for the crowd with a bunch of duplicates You should just clear the way Clear the way Clear the path What you want that matters, not what you have Clear the way Clear the path What you want that matters, not what you have Stay focused Stay focused You just gotta stay focused Listen, cause I said stay focused One day you'll come up Discuss who the goat is. Alright, we're back, we're back. Um, you just listened to 
my boy Press Paz featuring Samad Savage. Song title was Bloody Mary and uh, Stay Focused by my homeboy Switch out of Vancouver, Canada. And uh, yeah, so now we're going to get back into this interview with my boy Mr. Delgado, a.k.a. The Professor. Peace. So yeah, man, um, we forgot to talk about um, your, what you call it, power building, your weightlifting. Yeah, I've been lifting now for probably 10 years. Nothing crazy. You know, just always thought as a way to stay fit, uh, stay healthy, and, you know, the strength never hurts for breaking. For those of y'all who don't know, this brother is swole. He came in today looking like Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, um, you said you got injured last year. Was that last year? Yeah, last year in March, almost a year ago. Um, I sprained my knee auditioning for Cirque. And it was worth it because I made it all the way. I'm in the database now, but just waiting for a phone call. But hint, hint. <laughs> That's what's up, man. I didn't even know. Well, obviously I was out of the loop, man. But I didn't even know you had auditioned for Cirque. Yeah, that was my fourth time over the in the span of ten years. My fourth time finally made it. So how does that work? Does like um you audition just for Cirque in general, and then they can assign people to like shows that that fit their skill set? Yes. Or, okay. Yes, that's mostly maybe 90% of what they do. You know, some auditions are we're looking for to fill these spots, so you audition for that specific role. Okay. But as an open audition, you go and you learn their choreo and then you do some crazy shit like we're going to give you a verb or a noun and I want you to dance that out. Okay. Wow. Um okay. You know, and it could be to and they can give you any music and you they really just want to see your character, how you project what you can do on the fly if you can adapt and if they really want to work with you so they saw something in me which i'm very happy that i made it i think it was like 350 people dang that's overall and like they picked 45 was that uh that was here in vegas they do all that was here in vegas yes that was, was over two days like two like 10 hour days that's grind mode so well, I mean, you know, like we talked about, though, you have a pretty uh, diverse background as far as, like, dance styles, which is salsa background and hip-hop and then, you know, breaking. I know you do a little popping, too. I see you a little... Yeah. I, yeah, coming up um, in high school, I started popping like everyone does, you know what I mean? Popping and waving and um, with just a bunch of my friends and it never... I, I just liked breaking more than doing all that. Fair, fair, fair enough. I mean, I wish that, I mean, I was thinking about actually getting into popping now that I can't break, you know what I mean? Like, not only on top of being old, but also, like, you know, with my injuries and stuff. But, um, yeah, man. I, so, okay, so you made it into the CERC database, you completed the audition, and then, like, and you're a teacher, and you know, it's like, I'm telling you, man, this brother can do everything. I try. But, Let's go back to uh, let's go back to lifting for a second, man. Because I, I always like I know you. I watch your like lifting videos for you know what I mean, like okay. couch motivation, I guess. Because I'm <laughs> <laughs> I just right. I, man, I'm just terrible with like lifting. But but what what's like what what I mean I know you said for fitness and stuff, but like yeah, how do you just? I, I mean, I, when I first started, I was a little guy. You know, I was like five foot seven, 120 pounds, skinny, and I hated that. You know, I got punked through middle school and high school and I was like, that's over. You know, I gotta get a little bit bigger and, you know, not get punked anymore. So I worked my ass off and I got bigger and like now 
people just look at me and like they decide not to say anything or do anything and you know brother swole <laughs> you know, yeah. but I always try to just avoid altercations and whatnot. but with lifting nowadays I'm using it more as a rehab you know with injuries with, with mostly injuries you know I'm getting older I'm getting injured a little bit more mm. you know I'm pushing my body to the limits and with lifting it, it's everything from just body weight stuff to actually rebuilding like I had to rebuild my knee in a way and get my power back and it took me about eight months to do it and now did, my knees at 100 did you uh did you go through physical therapy or was it all just like your own personal? it was just all my own you know i did my research i asked a lot of people different things i have a lot of friends who are like pts and ptas and you know just pick their brain a little bit and just i tried doing things that were working for me mm-hmm. so eight months and then you're back to 100 percent, and and then i got hurt again yeah oh we should what happened <laughs> um i hurt my lower back you know, maybe two months ago, you know, it's, 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 it bothers me. You know, I can still dance. I'd, I'd still, I so, still, I warm up. I have to do what I have to do to be able to dance. And afterwards I feel like shit. Damn. So I got, so I'm still rehabbing that, trying to get back to just being okay. Yeah. I mean, back injuries, lower back, especially injuries are no joke, man. Yes. Yeah. Just, just a pain in the ass. And, and it's one of the, uh, like more because you you do so much with your core man like yeah. you don't even really realize how much you do that you stems from, yeah it's like oh I can't even you mean I can't get this out of the, the cupboard I gotta uh. but okay so like what's the philosophy really like your personal philosophy as far as like lifting is concerned I know you were telling me a little bit about a little bit about it before the show but yeah my philosophy is I call it power building because I take bodybuilding workouts and powerlifting workouts and combine them in the same uh, training session. So I go from high reps, kind of medium weight, and then try to actually go into really low reps, high weight, almost almost maxing out. I don't max out anymore. It's just my body's not reacting well to it. Right. You know, so it's just, but it's going from lifting with good form to build the muscle and to also have a really strong muscle when you almost max out. Now the most I, or the least I do is three reps. I don't go for a one rep max anymore. Okay. Just to kind of... Um, Just keep the strength. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like um, overall it's helping like with the longevity and the, like keeping injuries down and like for, you know, for dancing? It's, it's... Yes. I feel like... Lifting has made my joints a little bit stronger. Mm. You know, a lot of my tendons stronger, so it just helps when my breaking is just. I think I, I I've kept off a lot of injuries over the years just from lifting. Me and eighteen were talking about that a little bit. We're talking about like, because you know, like for most of us, we start dancing or we start like any activity, and for kids that play sports or whatever, like it's not. You know, like we started off and we, you could just do it. Your body could do it. You could hold it up. You didn't really get injured that much without, like, the exception of real crazy shit. Right. But there was also, for I know for in my case, there was no, um, there was no, like, roadmap for am I going to be doing this when I'm 40? Am I going to be trying to teach this when I'm 40? You know, right. like, I was just doing it and I didn't really adopt an athletic approach to the care and maintenance of my body which you know like because you know me i got some mileage on me man so yeah. you know i just used to just like 
I used to just go. I didn't use to warm up, you know, like, and now, you know, people are treating it more athletically in yes. terms of like caring for the body, working on your diet, um, making sure you warm up properly, stretch properly. Uh, man, you know, I've, I've been watching, uh, shout out to Jay Soul, man, for that better breaking. Yes, shout out to Soul. Those are like tips and tricks that break down very specific parts of the dance, like that will help people, you know, like warming up your hips, warming up your wrists, staying on the balls of your feet, you know, like being mindful of your center of gravity, things that like you develop through good form, but you don't yeah. really pick them apart. And he's kind of like taking the meat out of the middle and just giving it to people. Yeah, he's definitely helping a lot of people out there just to get through the rough stages of learning it for yourself, mm. figuring it out for yourself. So just looking at his videos and his tips and tricks, like it makes me wondering why why did I do that? You know, yeah, like, like why didn't I do that, man? But like it's it's great. I love what he's doing. It's gonna help a lot of people out not to get hurt. Because when people get hurt, they don't want to dance. Breaking can be dangerous, and they stray away after they get hurt. They don't yeah. want that. And that kind of uh, leads me into what I wanted to talk about too. Uh, we wanted to talk more about the um, like. Um, the other avenues people use to continue to be not relevant but to be you know kind of like beneficial to the culture and so you know i talked to 18 about it i want to talk to you a little bit more about the breaking academy and um kind of like the vision and what you guys got going on and so just kind of fill me in man i'm just i'm just coming back to the loop well the breaking academy we started from 18 guillaume and kareem you know i was brought in a little later you know, when they asked for my help, and I, of course, I agreed. But their whole philosophy and their whole idea is just to give back to the community and give these kids something that they each were given as well. You know, they've all three of them have great dancing careers. You know, whether it's they took it and they run it in the scene and are now in Cirque or been in Cirque and now traveling the world as judging and and being sponsored you know I think it's great to be sponsored yeah I, I was never heard of ever to be a b-boy and sponsored yeah you know so Red Bull did that and then Monster's doing that and it's just like amazing to see that breaking can be a career for more than just the most talented guy out there right right so we want to take that idea and give it to the kids as as breaking is great and if you want to do that with your life that's amazing but breaking can teach you so many more things that that can help you with your life with discipline and respect and having a good time having fun and just knowing what it means to be on a team and working with other people and we want to do that we want to create that aspect that community it's f so funny how like the natural flow of of conversation brings things to the front that I you know are in my head like I was just about to ask you about like not to not to backtrack but I was going to ask you about how your you know like your discipline from your mom combined with the discipline that you learned from Floor Rock and 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 uh, Stingray and like your approach to dancing and your work ethic how it all comes into play not only with being a teacher and understanding the importance of molding and building lives for young people even if they don't break for the rest of their life but like yeah. you said establishing a pattern of community respect um you know like brotherhood camaraderie competitive but not angry 
like all these things and you just laid it on the table for me without me even having to ask and i think that's so dope man yeah. first of all i think the project is amazing um i couldn't think of like and I, again no disrespect to anybody but i couldn't think of a better group of dudes to be doing it um as far as like diverse backgrounds different approaches to the dance and also effective like you're a teacher you right. teach <laughs> you know so it's like all these different parts that come together in this project and like the opportunities it's creating for other people man so i mean i just gotta say man that shit is su it's super dope to me i'm hype about it yeah we're we're hype like we see like these kids make a connection of like a transition that they've been working on and they, and they run it so smoothly and like we get hype like we go crazy like, in the cypher oh. like and they, and they kind of don't understand sometimes but like Man, it took me like years to understand what you just did in like a couple weeks. Yeah. That's like, crazy. I didn't even think to have that idea to sweep into that concept. Yeah. Um, with that being said too, man, uh, I wanted to take a second to uh, plug the jam. Man, ATN talked about it a little bit, man, but I know you got the flyer here and I want to make sure that people people know what's up, man, because this is something that's vital to the community, man. Yeah. Um, our first jam is going to be Saturday, March 14th. It's called The Status Quo. And just our whole goal of the jam is to expose our kids to what a jam is. You know, the fact that you come here, you battle, you make friendships and relationships, and you have a good time. You know, it's not just always about winning. Yeah. Is it cool to win? Yes. Yes, it is. It's dope to win. But, but also, there's more to the breaking than just winning and just right. battling. And it's going to be a, a three-on-three for $2,000. Uh, there's gonna be a four work seven to smoke, and it's gonna be a one on one kids battle. It's gonna be fourteen and under. I'm I'm hype about that one. That one's gonna be live, man. Because these kids are just gonna go off. Yeah, man. You know, like I'm gonna just go crazy. I'm gonna be the crazy dude that jumps in a circle. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> right. and it's it's like we want to have like a good environment for these kids. Yeah. And have reputable judges there, and just to see that where they are is where everyone has already been and this is where you can go yeah and i think too like what you guys are doing like with the reputable judges with the um you know like having a, a monetary competition but also having like you know different divisions and like having something for the kids specifically it combines like both of those worlds that exist in the breaking jam community there's like super pro breaking jam and like uh community like uh you know just kind of doing it jam and then that's like the the quote-unquote top b-boys don't go to the community jam because i'm not trying to be in here with babies and kids right, and, and families and, and you know what i mean like oh it's in this dance studio where most jams are and you know and nothing nothing's wrong with that like mm -hmm. it's just a different kind of jam but we want to create best of both worlds right you know and we're doing it at rhythms dance studio well it's just called a dance studio because they have an event center connected to it, okay. which we're gonna run the jam. And it's it's, just, it's like a whole, like it's a venue. You know, it, there's no mirrors on the wall. You know, it's like there's a stage. It's gonna, it's, a, it's an amazing venue. It's gonna be live. It's, it's, it's wood flooring, the best floor I think that you can dance on and then everyone, I hope everyone loves it as much as I do. It's gonna be dope. So um, who, uh, let, let me, can I get some of the more, more of the particulars? Who's judging, you know, like? Yeah, so we have um, Arc from 808 Breakers. Word. Text from AOD, Angels of Death, 
Sapolsky, Rock Force. And then we'll have Atien and Guillaume from Battleborn judging as well. Okay. And my biggest thing about this jam that I'm going to love is the exhibition. We're going to have Robes from Battleborn. My dude. <laughs> He's going to battle Tones for Double Down Breakers. Okay. Right yeah. on. So this kid's coming up too, and he's amazing. I love, I love what I've seen from that guy, and I just want to see the exchange between them two. You know, I had like a vision of while you were telling me about the, the jam and the kids thing. I was like, what if it was like a jam with a kids battle judged by reputable kids? You know what I mean? Like, well, that'd be dope. just I mean, cool just, not to detract from what we're talking about, yeah. but like the just the fact that they're they're coming into their own thing. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't, you know, because like when we were, well, I I was never really a kid kid. I started when I was nineteen, but I mean, I was still like go to jams where like the guys that taught me and that generation were dancing, and it was kind of like a uh, I might not be big enough to get in this circle. And now, like, there's a thing that exists with the adults and the top b-boys, but the kids kind of have their thing that they can, like, you know, kind of swim a little bit, feel it out, flesh it out, understand the vibe of a cypher, what it feels like to get props, what it feels like to feel competitive and battle, and then also, like, get a chance to... I was I told um, Art Sun and I told Florock this, like, I wasn't a quote-unquote fanboy because I had too much pride for that. But the first, like, when I went to Freestyle Session 8, the first time I was ever in the same room with cats I was, on, like, watching on video, yeah. like, I was starstruck. Yeah. So I understand the feeling of, like, I don't know if I can get down here, but there was nowhere for me to get down. Yeah. So either you're going to get down in that cypher or you're just not going to break this weekend. But to have a jam where the kids can have their own thing and they can get down, and also be in the same room with a lot of b-boys that they respect and are dope and look up to and it kind of like melds together man it's it's crucial man it's it's dope yeah because i mean coming up i used to go to jams and like oh man battleborn just walked in nukadzu just walked <laughs> in you know full force is walking in the door you know what i mean i'm like there goes i can't cipher anymore and because also- i feel like like i get intimidated and i used to get intimidated by them you know because they already to me, like they've already made it. Yeah. They have a name for themselves. They're gonna kill it every time, and like, I felt whack when yeah. them in the room. You get that, like you had the the lopsided prelim battle, like uh, Battleborn A Squad versus like uh, Ted, Steve, and Bill, and you're like, oh well, Ted, Steve, and Bill going home sad today. Yeah. But also, we like, cause we hard, we you know like, I came from hard knocks. Like you either were gonna get your props or you weren't. And that, yeah, it was same, up to you. Like, we same. didn't, like, the jams I went to when I was, there was not really money. And, like, they didn't need me there. If I didn't show up, then so what? But I just so happened to be somebody that could grow in that. That's yeah. not everybody's thing. Like, especially now, like, in society, we're in a place where, like, there's a lot more tolerance, acceptance, and, and willingness yeah. to understand each other. It's not okay to just bully everybody out to cypher. And I used to come to the jam. I was punking you if you was 14. I'm punking you if you're 16. I'm punking you if you're 20. Like, and that's. I'm glad that's changed. Yeah, me too. Honestly, he probably punked me at some point. <laughs> you know, like, like just getting ready to go to the surf. I punked you in the battle where you was, what we was about to do the um, when we did the uh, the when we battled you in. Like, you were trying to like hold oh. on. Like, you was like, I'm calling out someone. So I'm like, hold on, man. You don't run shit over here. Go over there. Like, but that was out of love. But also, I'm sure I yeah. did it to some kids yeah. that it wasn't cool. And it's. I mean, I'm glad I can be at a point now looking back where like, okay, that's not good. That's not okay to behave that way. Right. This not just my hip hop. It's everybody's hip hop. 
right? I've definitely made some questionable decisions back in my day of, you know, like punking someone just because, you know, I think the way I do. Yeah. And it, and it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. I'm about to roast you. I'm better than you. Or who are you? You're not from around here. I haven't seen you before. It might be so-and-so, such-and-such's first jam ever. And, like, they got to come in and here's, like, just so old men just... Right. Mushing them out the yeah. circle and throwing cacks and all kinds of unacceptable behavior. <laughs> right. Not a good look. Um, but... So yeah, March 14th, man, the jam is going to be live. I'm excited about it. People have already, like, squishy dose just hit me up. Like, a lot of cats have been, like, in my inbox. I posted a flyer, like, once or twice, and cats that I talk to on Instagram are like, yo, we're going to be there. This is going to be live. I know Knuckleheads Cali is coming down. Like, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a thing, man. Yeah. Like, We're trying to get the word out there, you know? So, I mean, we're I'm, a, I'm about to get annoying and start posting almost every day, tagging everyone and their moms. Hey. You know, just... Direct messaging everyone and just yeah. like just as long as you know about it, I'm happy. Yeah, if, if I blow you up enough to where you get irritated, man, stop sending me that fucking flyer. Then I know you know the jam is coming. Yeah, you know, like and I was talking to 18 about that last night too. We talked for first of all, let me say this: how grateful and thankful I am to be in conversation with my friends again. I know it was my personal decision to go be a fucking crazy person for a couple years, but also I forgot how much family it is like 18 called me out of the blue and i was like i'm gonna answer it and i answered it and we just we just chopped it up for like an hour and but we were talking about that we were talking about like um i lost my train of thought (laughs) but we were talking about just having something it's not gonna come back what were we talking about uh just family and battleborns of family and the community we're not punking people anymore um that route Dang, I really did just lose it. But it's nice to be able to do this stuff. And it, as, it, as it applies to, like, the jams and stuff like that, like, I'm excited to see all the stuff that's going on with the Breaking Academy, with, um, you know, like, the private school thing, which is also Breaking Academy, right? Yeah, yeah, we're, tr- we're trying to get everywhere in all the schools. You know, I have my B-Boy Club at, at my high school, you know, where we have a another program at Mary Hill yeah. you know doing that there and we're just trying to expand and try to just just try to grow as much as we can as fast as we can and yo shout out to Arvin and Eddie Boy yo you know Rufio and Keon who have been a huge help to us you know cause I mean the four of us can't do everything nah you know? especially not with the scope and, and especially for uh, Kaisi she, she's doing amazing things with us helping us get organized is probably the best thing for us, man, you know, we're just a bunch of b-boys trying to figure it out at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and definitely because it's like, again, like we say, it's good to have different people to do different things. Yeah, trying to take the pressure off of, of different aspects of this. Like, you, I mean, to have four guys teaching, promoting, booking, all that. Like, yeah, and it's a lot, and you know, and the parents themselves from these kids, you know, always have always asking us how they can help and they do whatever they can and and they're so flexible with us when like when our schedules change or something happens you know and they're they're so understanding and i and i love that you know i really feel like i always said this that it takes a community to build a community yeah yeah and i think um that's one thing that hip-hop uh not has been missing but especially like i know in the breaking context like a lot of the reason why breaking 
had difficulty is because it wasn't an everybody thing. Like there yeah. wasn't a lot of places that jams with families. Like there wasn't a lot of places where kids can come and, and you know, like now to be able to involve the community aspect, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, you know. it's, it's, it's integral to the survival of what we do. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to Knucklehead Zoo and Zoo Logic and much respect. You know, they were the first, to my knowledge, the first uh, crew out here trying to do something with the kids, you know, yeah. something positive. And they've been around maybe four or five years and they've been killing it. And just mm-hmm. to see their program grow is, is like they're not our competition. It's like where we're doing, we have the same idea in mind. And we're working for towards the same goal. Right. And that's, you know, like and like we talked about before the show is that it's like there's so many different avenues that this thing can manifest itself as even just with kids like you said there's yeah. schools there's after school programs there's like uh, like the rec centers there's private schools there's you know what I mean like there's there's just so many different ways you can do this positive thing and yeah. and the um, the importance of not trying to stifle each other's growth and not trying to step on each other's toes or hate on each other anymore or talk right. talk non-constructive shit because I'm not gonna lie I still talk shit about some of y'all just in a fun way but like (laughs) but talk you know like damaging each other's reputations and really just you know what I mean like I think we're past that we're just past that yeah and we don't want to pass that down to the kids yeah no because that's why communities they die out you know like I think a big thing uh, for the time period where there was like a drought in the jams was like there was just too much hating. Like, if y'all yeah. was throwing a jam, I wanted to go because it was a jam and I, I wanted to go get busy, but also I'm like, I ain't messing with them. I ain't going to support right. that corny shit. And then eventually that shit died out. That out, no, no one supports, then we can't have the next jam. Right. And so, I mean, it's a good mentality to have. And it, it shows a lot of maturity, man, with all the cats in the scene here. Yeah, because, I mean, Vegas for a while, we had huge jams. I mean, one of the biggest jams out here was Vegas Shakedown. Shout out to my homeboy V. I yes, hope to get to talk to him too. You know, and and that thing grew from like a little bar on near Summerlin with like maybe a hundred people that my dad had to sign me in just so I can go watch the jam to like La Onda and the Italian American Club and like selling out. Like I'm pretty sure we had more people in there than we should have. You know, yeah. like a fire hazard type <laughs> thing. And you know it grew and there was a huge scene like we had a kid he probably was the first one started here in vegas the the kids battles and like the adult battles and it was just it grew and it grew and i'm i'm glad that that's where it started and then it just died out like where'd everyone go people stopped going because like i know that i stopped going um well for multiple reasons but I, it just got like I took it took a view of like oh that's the shakedown it's the local jam even though people was coming and it was like taking it for granted I used to take it for granted yeah like yeah. I took the two night studio for granted even though Jojo Jojo was always cool to me he, he let Same. me host jams he helped let me judge jams uh, even when I was falling out with other people and beefing and not necessarily everybody's favorite person like he still like he let me teach workshops there yeah. like. Um, that was a dope spot, man. Yeah, and I mean, I just took a lot of stuff for granted. And then when it was when there was no more of it, I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? Why is that? But it was our fault. Yeah, a lot of it. We shot ourselves in the foot, man. Yeah. And um, and even like the and you know, 
even the treatment of like out of town crews and like out of town like like they would come to the shakedown and like we were lightweight little jerks. We was lightweight jerks. You know what I mean? Like we were big weight jerks. And it was like what our anniversary was like a family affair. Like when, yeah. when um you know like um Intact and them came out and whoever came out like we would they would stay at the crib. We'd have yeah. barbecues. The community aspect and the love that we were showing there is the kind of love that, like you said, we need to be showing all the time. To everyone. Just there was just respect. Yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, first of all, it's not that serious. Right. And second of all, we all here for the same thing. Love and hip hop. Like, I love hip hop so much that I'm trying to do this thing, you know? So, yeah, man, um, Breaking Academy, uh, we got... The jam coming up. Any uh, you got any other projects or anything on the horizon, man? Personally, not right now. Right now, my focus is breaking academy, trying to get that up. You know, just trying to build a good program that kids want to be a part of. You know, mm. no kid wants to be a part of a program that they don't like. Right. You know, we just want them to have fun. That's probably the most important thing to me that they come have fun. You know, smile, laugh. You know, have a good time. You know, if means nothing to me if they're learning all these moves because they have to right and then they don't like it and they don't like it you know what i mean <clears throat> so just so moving forward is we want to be one of the biggest breaking academies breaking programs in the nation yeah you know that's that's our goal our goal is to grow and grow right and teach right and also kind of like eliminate those childish aspects that people have had have had difficulty with in the hip hop with dealing with the hip hop community for a long time yes. unprofessionalism tardiness uh, rowdy oh acting a fool like yes. in front of kids and fa- like I can't even count on my hands how many times I've been in a jam where there's kids and fa- families and somebody's about to fight and all this like it's oh, like yeah. don't nobody want to be there around that so in order like Maturity and pushing things to the next level is uh, really dependent on our su- success rate in these things, man. Like, and so attacking it with the mentality that y'all are, and the professionalism, and outsourcing, uh, you know, like the different aspects of it to people that know it a little better. Like, you need somebody to to help, you know. Like, if you need somebody to help with PR, if you need, it's yes. not wrong to be like hey you know what maybe we're not that good at that maybe we need somebody that can do that for us so we don't ruin some opportunities right and we're learning you know we're learning as we go and we're asking for as much help as we can all the time and we're just very grateful for anyone who wants to help us that's what's up man i'm i'm to tell you man just being in a good place and seeing all this finally coming back and seeing all this stuff happening man it just it makes me smile on a regular basis I remember even when I wasn't breaking and I was just like off doing my thing or whatever, the only really footage I would watch was y'all battles. <laughs> I would go back and watch old battles, man. I don't watch certain clips of certain people so many times. Like, I just, yeah, man, it's just, I just yeah. feel this stuff and I'm, it's, I'm excited to see what happens on the horizon, man. So, same. Um, so, nothing else, you, any shout outs or anybody you want to give, you know, credit to or anything like that, man? I mean, shout out to my parents, you know. They did the most to get me to where I am today. Definitely. You know, shout out to my girl for being so understanding. Definitely. You know, <laughs> so I love her forever. 
Uh, shout out to my older brother. You know, if it wasn't for him, I would never be in t- this deep into deep into hip hop. You know, so DJ Dialect. You know. Wait, that's your brother? That's my brother. No one knows. Oh, is, I'm learning <laughs> this shit every day. Yeah, DJ Dialect was my older brother. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, you know, and and shout out to ATN Guillaume and Kareem for trusting me and wanting me to bring me into the business. You know. Or so all I hope is to make everyone proud. Yeah, man, that's that's heartwarming. <laughs> Not in a corny way, but just man, like yeah. it's dope to see all this growth, man, across the board. Yeah. Even for people who are not necessarily directly in my circle, but to see it happen and like like you were saying, like with um Break Free down in Houston and yeah. like programs that are like, you know what? If we want to keep this thing going, we gotta give it away to people. We yeah. gotta make sure people get on board. So man, shout out to everybody out there who is who is perpetuating the culture, growing and maturing on a daily basis, and um, trying their shout best. Shout out to Battleborn, always, forever my family. My family! You know, y'all can come get this smoke if you want it. Oh, dang. I think that's a good place to leave the episode, man. Uh, my name is uh, Nansky One, and um, the professor, Mr. Delgado. I'm going to leave you guys with a couple more tracks. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. We'll be back, on the, we'll be back next week for the next one. Peace and respect.